Hey, it's White Boy Chris. If the Pat Down's ever made you laugh, then join our Patreon and support us. Get bonus content, a t-shirt, or an autographed copy of Rabbit, Miss Pat's autobiography. Visit misspatcomedy.com for the link to the Patreon, and while you're there, join our Facebook group. Welcome to another episode of the Pat Down. Uh, we're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned after the music so you can hear about me. <laughs> favorite internet videos people always ask me what's what's it like hanging out with miss pat they always want to know more and more what's your favorites what what stuff do you like and i don't like having those conversations with people i prefer it to come from you so what are you asking me people want to know what are the things that miss pat likes the most so what's your favorite color what's what's believe it or not my favorite color is white (laughs) 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 you lima bean motherfucker (laughs) yeah i swear my favorite color is white um i'd have never guessed that in a million yeah i love white why remember when i first used to come up here and i used to do those shows i used to always have on a white linen suit yeah i do i love fucking white i don't know i just like white do you just is it like i like clean and simple and sharp lines yeah Yeah. but you never see that in my house but I, (laughs) (laughs) i um what else do I like? I like a, a, a like I said earlier. I like a lot of movies where you shoot them up and stuff like that. Um, so Titanic is your favorite drama. Do you have a favorite action movie? Because um, we went and saw Bad Boys, which was that was really fucking good. But I can't say that was like my favorite movie. Like I could sit down and watch Titanic again. Because I mean Titanic is something it's that so crossed bad. my it's mind. A terrible movie. It's that corny. is not fucking terrible. It's it's really oh, the first. The first. What? <laughs> it was so cute. There's no we, way in hell I'd have let you sit on that fucking door the whole. I'm like, get up off that goddamn door. <laughs> Cold and motherfucking. Do, do that trick where, like in Lion King, like you reach up your hand. And, ah, oh, I was about to gotcha. say that was so. Who don't want a man that would freeze for you? <laughs> Me. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. She could have made room. You think so? Absolutely. Don't you? I don't think it would have held both of them. Fuck that. If he was really a man, he'd have Debo one of them bitches off that boat. Y'all have both been on that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, up, fuck waiting in the water for help. Debo yeah. wasn't even a word back then. I'm just <laughs> Friday came out before Titanic. You D- Titanic's from the 1819. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No. 1913? Closer. Closer. 1919, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. 1920, so, I think. Hell I, I know. Hey Siri, what year was Titanic? I think it was like 19... What else do I like? I like stand-up... 1909. I was close with 1890. I think the movie was like 94? Yeah. No, was it? The movie's like 94. I thought the movie came out like 98. 
I don't listen like I, I think about. we said this on another episode. I, I listen to a lot of old music. Like I really like Whitney Houston. I listen to T.I. old shit. I um I uh like nineties R and B and hip hop or seventies? Seventies, nineties, eighties, that's me. You rarely what? gonna hear me like I listen to the shit ton of Jaheem. The same Jaheem song. The, push the, your first. <laughs> Are you? A, I found you. <laughs> I do this. I like. I like songs, and I put those songs on repeat, and I listen to them over and over. I don't listen to whole albums. I like. If I, I, she doesn't listen to albums either. She yeah, listens to one me. specific song from one specific artist, and then she she jumps around. Go to the next. Yeah. 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 So I I like. Um, I like listening to the whole album. Yeah. Well, Jaheem, I do, because Jaheem got some songs that people didn't catch on to that should have been hit. Like, I Found You, I never heard of that. Yeah. Um, uh, she listens to a lot of uplifting, uplifting stuff. Yeah, I don't listen to shit. Bitch, suck my dick, hope. Yeah. No, I ain't going to do all that. Now I got vertigo and I'm old. So I don't do, <laughs> I don't listen to shit when they telling you to do shit you can't do. So that just ain't me. That's for the young girl. I ain't twerking no ass. I ain't making no... I don't get off like my daughter love making them little makeup tutorial videos and shit. What, do, I hate doing what I see other people do. Everything, you know, like, yeah. oh, it's a challenge. Challenge, kiss my ass. Because I don't like to be challenged anyway. <laughs> I'm not getting caught up into that internet bullshit. You had challenges the first 20 years. You don't need any more. <laughs> well, you, you're right. You goddamn right. Do, do you... When did you... Because I would say in the last, like, two or three years, I've given up on... T- being trendy or following trendy things or any of that kind of stuff like when did you decide like i'm not gonna follow any of these trends i'm gonna stick with what i like like when did you cross that bridge about 25 i was old okay about in my early 20s i was old because i already had kids i've been shot i've been to prison i i fuck i was done yeah i was done so i'm like fuck you know like like now that i hang out with quisha she all like oh you gotta do this oh you got put a little Put a little shit up under your eyes. I said, bitch, let me tell you something. I'm 48 years old. My eyes supposed to turn black on their own. Leave me the fuck <laughs> alone by my motherfucking eyes. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> you know how when you get little rings up under your eyes because you're tired and yeah. you're traveling. Oh, okay. And McQuisha all about snatching your eyes back and medicating them, taking her blood from her stomach, sticking it on her ass. I said, let me tell you something. <laughs> It's called the heart. That does it for you. What are you? <laughs> I said, let me tell you something, girl. I ain't about to do all this bullshit y'all doing, okay? <clears throat> I ain't going to take my motherfucking way back in the back teeth to try to move them up so a nigga don't see that gap on the side. <laughs> I ain't about to do all that. Playing musical chairs in your mouth. <laughs> and once the music stops, your ass better be up front. <laughs> <laughs> you're walking, somebody walking in with a molar in their two front teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Why you got chewing teeth in the front? <laughs> chewing teeth. Hey, no lie. I was at, oh no. I was at Quisha's shop one day, y'all. And, and she was, I'm not lying. She was making this uh, she was making this girl who wash out for her false teeth in the microwave. <laughs> she was putting her who had false She was making them? <laughs> like an easy makeup. <laughs> Let's see, popcorn, frozen meat, teeth. There it is. <laughs> what? Nigga, what? Was, uh, were they gentle? Oh, my friend Lisa, no, she called me. She said, girl, that bitch, quit up here selling teeth. 
Come get your microwavable tea. Uh, uh, Pusha don't give a fuck. <laughs> she don't give a fuck. I'm telling you, she was li- I'm up here crying tears, y'all. <laughs> she, she wasn't flying so we could call oh, her. No. She was making teeth. She don't give a fuck. I said, Quisha, you can't sit. One time I went over her house when I first met her on Craigslist. Ashley found Quisha on Craigslist doing hair right. So I go over there. You get your hair done. But she had somebody who stole all that teeth whitening dentist shit from the dentist. The light, the gel, and the chair. Oh, no. So as you were getting your hair done, she was also whitening your teeth for $100. I said, this shit ain't right. This shit ain't right. This shit ain't right. You weren't lying. The first time you ever mentioned Quisha on the show, I think it was a bonus episode for Patreon. And it was, no, they sell everything there. You want bikes? chicken <laughs> abortions I, i'm sorry there's one thing that i need a professional for and it's my motherfucking teeth i'm yeah. not going to the dentist at a hair shop they were selling the whitening thing and whoever worked at the dentist office who was stealing everything they had the dentist chair the lamp the thing that you hold in your mouth <laughs> she had the whole setup in her dining room and she charged you like 75 to 100 dollars to whiten your teeth while she did your hair and it was literally bitches in there getting it because she can talk you into some shit. Yeah. Go on, girl. Get yeah, your teeth white. So, uh, <laughs> I, said, I said, look, bitch, what I'm not going to do is let y'all fuck around and put that UV light on my motherfucking lips and burn them the fuck off. <laughs> I'm not doing. Y'all don't know what the fuck y'all doing. Y'all don't even know if there's a light, right light bulbs for this whitening cream. <laughs> Be done bake my motherfucking face. Yeah, man, then my friend called me and said, bitch, get over here. Quisha making teeth in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> she, what it was. She now had, your teeth got spaghetti stains on them. <laughs> <laughs> no. She ain't she, clean the microwave. She knew somebody who worked, who made false teeth. So the girl brought the clay over there, and she bites. You bite into the clay and show your teeth. They make a mold. And make the molar. But, but <laughs> Quisha was making the molar. <laughs> Like teeth whitening, I get because all right, you're just putting a light and some chemicals on your mouth, but you're getting implants. <laughs> Man, it's next nothing. thing you walk in, y'all can say what y'all want to say, but I miss the ghetto. I love the fucking ghetto. It keeps you humble. It lets you know where you come from. Like I was sitting in Quisha's shop one day, and this dude walked in. He said, "Anybody want to buy some Carol daughters?" Was you there with me that day? No. <laughs> he popped his trunk. And I don't know what the fuck he get out. Carol daughters cost about $15 for the shampoo, guys, a piece. You know, if you black, you listen, you know the fuck I'm talking about. It's natural hair product. I think he had at least 15 to 20 bags, trash can, big-ass trash can full of this shit. And it was 3 for $5, which was a hell of a deal. But when you tried to talk him down, he had taken a picture out of Walmart and CVS of what it really cost while it was on the shelf. <laughs> Before he stole it. He did comparison <laughs> shopping. Now, this is a deal and I ain't moving. <laughs> I said, God damn. How the fuck did you get all this shit out of Walmart? And we said, I don't fuck Walmart. They got, they got too many eyes on you. So I said, I ain't even going to ask him where he stole this from. <laughs> I just bought a trash can full. <laughs> Well, so, we should take a break. Yeah, in this shop, you can get everything. And after this, we're going to come back and go, uh, we got something Dion was talking about earlier. Go ahead. Uh, 
So we was talking about uh, favorite video before I started talking about how shit go down in the hood and you can get your own teeth made (laughs) on Hill Street. So insane. Um, What do you mean by video? Music videos? Music video? Just people... They always inboxing me asking for more information about you, what what you really like, what you really don't like. And we all know your favorite movie is Titanic. Like You know what I don't like? I hate when people when people write me and they was like, Oh my God, is this you? A bitch didn't you write me? <laughs> you know I can read right. Yeah, the I get asked, I don't know about you, is that the real Miss Pat? Does she have somebody run her account? No, it's me. Yeah. It's me. I mean, it's definitely her when you get a message with typos. Go follow her Twitter. (laughs) It's really Miss Pat. If it's all spelled correctly, it ain't her. uh, One night, it's me. It's always (laughs) usually I get an editor. One night I was sitting there and I was getting ready to send this person a message and then I needed to go back and edit it. It is funny. She messages you. She said, Is this right? Yeah. (laughs) So I sent the message and I was like, fuck, I did not mean to send the message. I was trying to edit. It was like three o'clock in the morning. I was trying to answer this part. And then she was like, I said, child, I was not trying to send that. I was trying to edit. She said, oh, I speak, Miss Pat. I said, okay, <laughs> I'm glad you do because some days I don't. But uh, <clears throat> I don't like that because I'm like, sometimes I just pick up the phone and I, 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 if I have a question, I pick up the phone and I call you. They be like, is this you? It's me, motherfucker. I like talking to people. I'm, I'm a human being. I mean, I ain't Beyonce, y'all. I liked, I literally like talking to people. And I think that's one of the endearing qualities that you have is as you've gotten more and more successful, you've, I've seen that you've stayed the exact same person. Um, I think I will always be the exact same person because I tell people all the time, you can't whine and dine me because I had dope dealing for check forging money. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've, I've had to find this dinner. I've had good things in life. I'm okay. I don't, I don't care to have a super famous person as my friend. I care to have a normal person. You, I'd rather be around you guys than to be around you know how I get when I get I was like, I don't want to be around this fake ass shit. I hate, I, I hate when I go to places and they be like, oh my God. I'm like, bitch, talk and breathe at the same time. You know, good and goddamn well, you ain't on no phone talking to your bill. Oh my God, I didn't know that was due today. <laughs> bitch, breathe. Right, that over the top fake excitement. Yeah. yeah. I love you. Bitch, you don't even know me. The fuck are you talking about? Yeah. With what the fuck? And I hate a motherfucker. I think, I think so many celebrities want that dick sucking though. That's why they do it is because they just know, like I'm safer to do it this way than they don't get offended. Like even with like agents and managers, like those people are they 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 like to pacify the client, and I hate to be pacified because to me I can't grow as a talent if you're scared to tell me where I'm fucking up at. When I make money, we all make money. Right. So if it don't work, tell me. So like when my old manager, John, my old manager John McDonald, he was so fucking honest, and we went been together like five or six years where. You know, where he would just fucking be honest. He was not scared to say what the fuck was on his mind to me. Which sometimes got a little out of hand, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, nigga, you work for me. I don't work for you. Fuck is wrong with you? But I love the man to to death. We we parted our ways, and I have a new man that I really crazy about. I have a great agent. And um, but in the beginning, you know, you could tell that they were scared to tell. I was like, look here, tell me. I don't, I don't, if I if I tell me. I don't need you to pacify me. 
If I get to the point where I'm acting stupid, you say, hey, bitch, calm the fuck down. Let's talk. But don't ever be scared to tell me where I'm fucking up at or where I can grow at because I'm not that type of person. I can take criticism. Shit, I was, I, I, the day I was born, a nigga's chain my birth certificate. Y'all know what I was born every food day. Nigga gave me April 2nd. <laughs> so they've been criticizing me. <laughs> the day I came out, my mama pussy on the sidewalk. She said she had me in a car. But anyway, you know, I, that, that, I, I like real people. And that's one thing I always try to tell, you know, my team, be real with me. You don't ever, don't hide shit from me. If a motherfucker don't like me, tell me you don't, they don't like me and let me move the fuck on. Yeah. I don't need you to say, well, they, they decided to go another way. No, that mean a motherfucker didn't like me, nigga. Say they didn't like me. I'm cool with it. She has there ever been some creative criticism that you've gotten in the last few years as you've you've kind of been around Hollywood where you were just like man they're right but this really sucks I didn't want to hear that about myself no because I go to real people first like Mm -hmm. Dion my friend Cortland uh, you I go to real people first and I I, because I know they're not gonna bite their tongue you know what I'm saying I'm not gonna bite my tongue when it come down to them so if um I always, if I feel like it's something that I need to work on, I I ask them first. Yeah. What I <clears throat> what I think about you that is, is it inspirational is it always seems like even if you're not where you want to be, you're always on that road. I, I don't think I've ever, in the 13, 14 years that I've known you, I don't think you've ever been far off from what you've been trying to achieve. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's never like, oh, shit, we got to go back to the drawing board and start all over. You've always been fairly close if you're not already on the track to where you, it's to like, get what you want. Like you know what I mean? Build, like You're building a wall. You're always laying a brick. Yeah. it's it's yeah. It, yeah. You're never just, you're never out there fucking around. Well, so no, because my, you know, um, I, I tell people, I said, I learned this over the years of doing comedy. People, oh, I want to blow up. Oh, I want to make the money. I said, stop focusing on the money and focus on the craft. Like comedy, my career to me has been nothing but a big puzzle. So every little thing I get is just another piece I'm laying to the puzzle. Like the wall, you guys said. So every time I get an opportunity, there's just another piece. So if I happen to get a TV show or, or you know, I shot my pilot last year, still waiting on that. Or, you know, whatever I get is 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 is. One thing my husband always say, you're never satisfied because I've said this so many times before. Once you get satisfied, you have nothing to work towards. You become a lazy motherfuckers and then you want then you want everybody else to prop you up and tell you how great you are instead of working to continue to be great within yourself. That's just how I look at it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've, I I think I said this a couple episodes ago. I have something in my head where is I'm wake up in the morning. I was just talking to my friend Celeste and we was talking about small business loan and stuff. And she said, do you ever sleep? And she said, that's what I admire about you. She said, you always thinking about that next move. Because I've told you so many times people think I'm spontaneous. I'm not. Like I was telling her, I said, oh, this is my plan. I'm going to pay off my rental house in, in Atlanta. I'm going to sell this house. and I'm going to do this. and I'm going to do that. And she's like, where do you come up with this shit at? It's always, my brains is always ticking. Yeah. Because that's the only way you're going to make moves. No, I don't think you're spontaneous at all. I think you're strategic. And that's getting to know you. I can see how from the outside perspective, you'd look at you and go, oh, she's so crazy. She just always is over the top. She's, you know, like, and I used to think that like, oh, she's really over the top because 
the context in which I would I would meet you or see you was at Bob and Tom or at a comedy club and you're performing. Yeah. You know, whereas the person is much more strategic about things. And the, like the other thing that I've I've come to really appreciate which I knew before was just how meticulous you are and how dedicated you are to the craft of comedy. Yeah. And you can see that in the different comedians that come through Bob and Tom. You can see the people who are always working. They're working really hard. They care about the craft. They're going to get to a... Like, the big names that you know, they're all like that. They're they're really hardworking, meticulous. They care about the craft, but they're also super nice people. They're very helpful yeah. to people. You know, you fit that mold of Jim Gaffigan, of Larry the Cable Guy, of Foxworthy, all the people that I've met there that kind of have that same mentality that they do, which is why your success, in my opinion, is inevitable, you know, versus the people who come through and they're doing comedy so they can get a VH1 show or leverage that into The Bachelorette or leverage that into something else. And it's like, you're not funny. You're not focusing on the craft, you know? Well, the craft means everything to me because... I love doing comedy. So, like, if I'm writing a bit, and usually my bits are coming from conversation or something that I remember or something I just fucking say, and I will literally call five comedians. Well, not five, two or three, because I only got two or three friends that I'm really close with. And I will literally say, have you ever heard this before? I do it all the time, don't I, Dion? If they say, well, I heard something similar, I say, well, I'm not, I throw it away. I will literally throw it away. That's how hard I want to be original. That's how hard I work to 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 make you go wild. Cause I mean, I, you got to be honest. I'm a girl. They already say we're not funny, right? So it's 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 almost like being born black man in America. Is you got two strikes to start out with. The, I got a yeah. pussy and I got a set of titties and we're not funny. The social media when a female comic comes on, and unfortunately, there's less female comics that come on because there's less clubs and so there's less opportunity and so. The conversation is never, when a man is on, it's, are they funny or not? When a woman is on, it's always, what do they look like? From social media not coming me. they, coming, They in. never ask what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the like an audience, yeah. they, they, it is the looks come first when yeah. it's a female comedian. Because There's they just think no doubt about most it. women play off their looks. Yeah. Like, I tell you on stage, I'm not sucking no dick. I'm not selling no pussy. I'm not fucking for no opportunity. First of all, I'm lazy. Okay, I'm not going to get naked and do all that bullshit. You see, I yeah. just can't sell pussy for for you to take me on the road. Like, literally, if I was with, what's the man that he was jacking his dick? Louis C.K. If Louis C.K., if I was on the road with Louis C.K. and he was sucking his dick, I would have been the laziest victim ever. <laughs> I probably would have fell asleep while Louis C.K. was sucking, I mean, jacking his dick. Cause I, I would have gained. He probably would have gained. never got in trouble had it just been you. Ne- <laughs> I wouldn't have never reported Louis C.K. Because be honest with you, I probably would have been asleep while he would do it. Yeah, low sexual energy. That's what I'm getting from you. To be honest, very. Just- I mean, <laughs> I mind my business. That's his dick. <laughs> I mind my, my, my business. business. You got to learn how to mind your business in this comedy world. You can't be in everybody else's business. And Louis C.K. won't jack your dick. That Louis C.K. dick. Louis C.K. can take his dick out and ring it up on the ceiling. Long his dick don't touch me. Right. I don't got nothing to do with Louis C.K. dick. That's how much I mind my business. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I mind my business. Do I, don't I mind my business? Deal? I'm, the kind, I'm the type of headliner. I show up two hours before the club start. And people go, like, oh, damn, the headliner already here? I'm always early. And I always try to tell Dion and anybody else who on for me, I always get to the club early. And he was like, why do you do that for once? 
you don't know how what's gonna go on within the next three hours that you need to be that club. You might have a motherfucker that wanna jump off a bridge, you might have a motherfucker that feel like he can fly. You just might have a motherfucker who decided to walk down that street and shoot up the whole fucking street. But if you already in the building, you don't avoid getting shot. I was thinking, you know, you might get mustard on your shirt and need a new shirt. She's talking about suicidal mass murderers. <laughs> yeah. You got to make room for them, too. You got to make... I got caught in a traffic jam one day from a motherfucker wanting to jump off the bridge on 285 doing rush. I'm like, nigga, I'm trying to get home. I got to pee. So I went to spring break uh, years ago, and we were driving back from Florida. It's 13 hours. And we were stuck in Tennessee for four hours because some motherfucker committed suicide and had the whole goddamn highway shut down. We were literally standstill traffic for three hours so they could get this motherfucker's car and body out of the goddamn And it takes them four hours to draw the circle around the body. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) Just to draw the circle before they even pick him up. They throw the sheet down. <laughs> that was, you don't often work silly, but that was very silly. <laughs> you can tell she's been watching a lot of TV dramas. She, she, <laughs> what? <laughs> feel like, what the fuck y'all laughing at? Feel like I'm watching a Marx Brothers movie. <laughs> they throw the sheet down, and they get a nigga to crawl up under the sheet to chalk him out. That was how it works. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I seen on would CSI. You, would, would that be your job? I ain't crawling up under there. This nigga dead. <laughs> no, they'd get a white person to do it. But. Yeah, I mean, I don't got to. I just get there early because I always want people to say good things about my work ethic. Yeah. And everybody should. You know, I always try to tell my kids, don't miss no flight. Uh, as I can remember, I've never missed a flight. Yeah. I'm not on my own. I get to if my if my flight is at five o'clock in the morning. If I'm lying down, I would be at the airport two thirty. Mm. Yep. People are like how? Because you know it's all about being on time for me. Just being part of it, being a professional. Being a professional. If I got something to say and you pissed me off at a club twenty years ago, I'd beat your motherfucking ass. I don't beat you up. No, I just call my I just call my crew and say, hey, can y'all tell this motherfucker that they treat me wrong? Yeah, you're one of the most professional people I've ever worked with. And it all stems from you wanting to give the audience a really good experience. You don't want any of them to be let down. You're, like your set is just it's designed to make the audience laugh because that's all you care about. Like That's when, all I care yeah. about. That's all I, I want you to laugh from this time I hit that stage. And you know, one thing I learned about comedy, everybody ain't going to like you. I have some people like, bitch, this tragic shit ain't funny. And I tell them, if you can't laugh at the bullshit you went through in life, then you dealing with some bullshit. You better stop thinking about that dick your dad's stuck in your ass and get over that dick and see what the funny part of that dick by go- coming out your ass was. It's, you can always find the Maybe funny. Maybe he's got it. roller skates on while he drives. <laughs> 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 who knows i mean i just i mean and i know i'm dark I, I i did i tell you guys yesterday i was sitting at home and uh just looking at instagram and up popped howie mandel okay and uh he was live so i said i'm gonna tell howie hi so i was like hi howie and he was like oh my god miss pat she's the funniest coming she like a richard pratt priest please come on so y'all saw my hair two days ago i look like harriet Tubman. i had just freed a hundred <laughs> niggas and i was tired so I was like arresting Harriet Tubman up in this motherfucker. <laughs> my hair standing up on my head. So he's like, come arresting on. Arresting Harriet. I thought you said you were arresting Harriet Tubman. <laughs> Think of muted. <laughs> resting. What, I was going to say, what did Harriet Tubman do? Why she go to jail? <laughs> <laughs> no, resting. I was like, Harriet Tubman on a break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Miss Pat looked like a pineapple that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably so. So. 
uh, he keep he hit his thing and say, "Let's go live," and I'm like, "Oh, Harry, my Howie, my fucking hair is not done." So, um, I go in there, you know, get around and keep her hair wrapped up because she's natural, and I yank her wrap off her head <laughs> and I put it on my head, ah. and so I didn't want nobody to see me because um, skin all broke out and shit. I just I look like shit, so I run outside and I put the light in the phone so he can see me, and I was like, "I can't let you see me. I'm all fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> And it was such a great conversation. So I said, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm working on a project downstairs. I said, so I took him downstairs and showed him my downstairs kitchen. He was like, you doing, you do HGTV stuff? I said, all day, every day, nigga. All day, every day. And it was so fucking fun talking to Howie Mandel. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. he's really funny. He is. He's, he's like, like he, he was like, when he was on stage, he's just naturally funny. Like you think, I don't know, he seems like he might be uptight, but he wasn't at all. Yeah, that's he's like, I did her podcast. I said, you're the only one that ever did my podcast. Yeah. And uh, he was like, uh, I keep telling everybody, read my book. And I look up and I sold 12 fucking books. I'm like, <laughs> God damn, Howie. <laughs> but he was, it was a great conversation with him. And, you know, he just went on and on and on about how I'm like Richard Pryor. I'm like, one day, and then I showed him my Richard Pryor picture in my office. He's like, you are just, you just not known. I said, yeah, one day. I'm, I, I would love to be like Richard. Because you ever heard other people being about like Richard, but not quite like Richard? I, you are pretty close. Uh, there's, I mean, he was so unique in the fact that his his he was the first Did one. Did we take like, a break yet? Yeah, we took a break. You need you need to take yeah, that. Yeah, Yeah, take that. So what were you saying at the end? I'm sorry, uh, Richard. For his time frame, I mean, he was. There was comedy really blew up in the the seventies and he, oh it was so good back then and I wasn't even born I heard <laughs> you heard you don't remember if you were born or not I was born in seventy two so comedy was really popping back then so yeah I mean the 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 bubble was like late eighties but as far as I mean your stories are similar with the abuse and the trauma and just being able to articulate the funny and the tragedy. I think that's where you compare to Richard the most is your ability to find the humor in the most fucked up situations. Like he set himself on fire and he found funny in that. You And you really can. You re- I mean a lot a lot of comics are scared. To do that, I think which what I've learned over the 18 years of doing comedy, you got to be willing to put it all out there and not give a fuck what people think. I think like, you have to be healed first. I don't I don't think you can really talk about what fucks you up or what fucked you up without well it's a healing okay process i think the more you talk about it, it's no different than you sitting on a couch with a counselor right. only different is you got fucking 400 counselors that night that's listening to you so it's really healing and not only is it healing for you it's also healing for the person in the audience that have similar situations yeah. or to let them know hey find the funny and everything it heals it healed me so much because like, when I first started comedy, I was ashamed to tell people I was a teenage mom. Mm. It took some years. It wasn't until I moved here to Indy. It took some years for me to tell people that I had my first child at 14 by a married man and was able to smile. Because they'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, people yeah. automatically want to judge you. You little hot bitch. What's your, then if you ain't no hot bitch, oh, that nigga rape you. And I'm like, you call your dicks what you want to call them. But don't call my dick a rapist unless I tell you it was a rapist. It's it's comfort with being judged. Like, that, that's the thing that I like. I, I never wanted to do comedy or wanted to do stand-up because I, you know, I'm comfortable here. And I can talk about whatever. We can have a conversation. But walking out on a stage and then exposing yourself... 
to a group of people and maybe they don't laugh. Like just the, the amount of vulnerability that you two like. I think it's easier than what people think it is, honestly, yeah. because you don't go up there without a plan. Right. I mean, obviously, when you first start out doing comedy, you don't know what you're doing. But the more and more you do it, and when you get to talk to real comedians who give you real information. Good advice. Yeah. It gets way easier to be open. And I think that's really what helped me get over some of the tragedies in my life is is when you get out there and you're up there, it's just you and you can only see like three or four people in the front row, those bright lights, but you can hear the relief that you're giving people. It's a it's a feeling, it's a healing of yourself through laughter of others, which I don't I don't know any other job that's like that. Yeah. And it, it heals it healed me. You know, like when I wrote the book and then I'm able to talk about my mama boyfriend and and I was sitting there thinking about the situation the other day and I was like, that's my goal to find the funny in what Mr. John did to me. And I will. It, it takes time. Like I, I used to tell a bit about being shot in the back of the head. Well, at first, nobody would ever laugh at it. Oh, my God. But, you got, right. but then they started laughing one day when I slipped and said, my baby daddy shot me in the back of the head. It was not his fault. It was my fault because I duck slow. And everybody started laughing <laughs> because everybody know if you duck fast enough in the hood, you might not get hit with a bullet in the head. <laughs> I interpret that. I'm laughing because what a bizarre, weird thing to think. <laughs> like, no, if you're going to get... Yeah, that, no. Totally so I try that. to find the fun. I mean, that, that I work really hard on that. You know, that's some nights I'm up and I'm talking to Dion at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, my friend Corey. Portland is really, really late, and because uh, that's when I can, well, one thing, because I got a big-ass family, and that's when I can get some peace, and, you know, I'm able to do what I can do, but, you know, I take this craft serious, Yeah. and I hate to see, I hate to see buffoonery with it. I literally hate to see buffoonery with it. I hate to see motherfuckers that ain't talking about shit. I, I remember when I first moved to Indiana, I'm like, hey, white boy, <laughs> can you please go rob a bank so you can have something to talk about? Yeah. It's, oh. it's one of my favorite things to do is to sit in the back of the room with Miss Pat and just hear her talk about comics who suck. This motherfucker sucks. Because I'm, I'm, I love to watch people bomb. That shit makes me. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. To, that shit drive my pussy out. <laughs> that's what she says every time. And I'm sitting in the back like, I know what he's trying to do, but that shit ain't working. And, uh, if I bring up a comedian, he ain't funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and I have to learn just because they're not funny to me, it doesn't make that person funny. But I like people. I like comics who talk about something like one of my favorite female comedians right now is fucking Michelle Wolf. Mm. That bitch is so really- she makes me laugh out loud. Oh, and I just it's not only that, it's the way she sets shit up. And you I love when you when you don't know where a comedian is going, because I mean, when you've been doing comedy long enough, you sit in the back and be like, nigga, I heard this at the bob shop. Oh, now. OK, wait a minute. Now you got a big dick. Now you slap the bitch in the face with a dick. Oh, the baby, the bitch, you got choked with your dick. You already know. You already know about yeah. what to come up. Wow, on. way to put my act out there. <laughs> <laughs> but when you when you dealing with somebody like a good comic like Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock and Wanda Sykes, you know, those people, you don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. So Michelle Wolf is the shit to me. She is so fucking funny. And I, I went up to Helium and she was playing Helium one day. And I was like, I really want to meet this girl because I'm a fan. And so um, I go in. I was like, uh, hey, Michelle Wolf, I'm Miss Pat. And I just wanted to meet you. She's like, 
Miss Pat. And I'm like, bitch, you know me? <laughs> She's like, bitch, everybody know you. I'm like, they do. And um, I was so I was actually a little grouper for Michelle Wolf. I'm I really like her. She's sure. so fucking funny to me. And rarely do I see a woman that I really like. She has this, she has this joke about not liking to fuck dudes with big dicks and that made me so sad. I was like, damn it, Michelle. <laughs> we got one. But, but it she's, don't always end up like with Big Dick. It, it, it's a twist to it. She's, and it's, yeah. it's, it's actually like politics or something connected to that Big Dick. And she, it ain't just dick jokes. Right. She's so fucking smart. She's good. We got to start wrapping up. Why? I'm enjoying you guys. You, well, you got a meeting. Yep. I do have a meeting. You got a meeting. So you got you to gotta, you gotta do your makeup for did, that. Did we miss anything? No. We, we can do it for another episode. It won't be all? Uh-uh. Okay. There's always new shit to talk about. We we haven't even talked about our we have leader. Not, we have done this for a year, and we have not run out of anything in 60 yeah. episodes. We And we literally never get to what we... What we, we never... No. We don't even really we don't plan need it. To. We just sit down and start talking. That's what I love about the chemistry with us. It's... it's 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 like it's like natural just yeah just so uh, just us sitting at a fucking back porch shooting the shit they say i don't i mean I've, i i don't know so much about you dion i know how prepared she always is i always like to prepare you seem prepared like i and so it's funny for three preparers to show up we like we gotta have this plan we gotta have that we never get to it we never, we never get to any of it never so. so by the time this episode comes out the contest will probably be over right do you, we're running a contest, the crack baby, for our one year anniversary. Okay, it could be next week. This yeah, we can we can cut something that I can put in. Okay, episode so for tomorrow. Um, all, for all the crack babies in the pat down group, uh, we're doing a one year anniversary giveaway. We're going to do three winners. In order to enter the contest, you have to do a video with your favorite Miss Patism. We've already got a couple. Well, one lady had me crack the fuck up. <laughs> they stole my motherfucking Gucci glass. I want my motherfucking glass. I, <laughs> I called Dion. and I was like, put this bitch down. <laughs> she cracked me the fuck up. Oh, my God. So uh, I'm going to get a, I'm, I'm gonna get a little care package together for first, second, and third place winner. And uh, I'm going to announce it. Uh, I'm going to go live with you uh, in the group. Uh, to you know, to say that you won the package, so please give us your favorite Miss Patism. You got to make a video. It can't be no fucking words. You got to make a video because we want to see how you uh imitate Miss Pat. Glasses. <laughs> Here we go. I found it. Okay, hold on. Oh, these motherfuckers stole my motherfucking Gucci glasses. <laughs> <laughs> there we got this one. Let's see. Dion, Chris, are you crack babies? Uh, my favorite Miss Pat. Tourism has to be good grizzism. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my words, goddammit. So make sure y'all uh y'all do this. Um you gotta make a video and post it. It's in the announcements. Uh it's at the top of the announcements. Post the video in the comments. The contest lasts a week, so May 4th is the last day. Post the videos. And if we need to extend the contest, we can. Because I understand some people have technical issues. Some people got old phones. But we just want to see your favorite Miss Pat-isms on video while this quarantine is going on. And you can grab that link to the Facebook group on the on Miss Pat's website, misspatcomedy.com, or it's in the description of the podcast. Yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in. And until next time, y'all stay safe. Keep your hands washed. Keep your ass washed. And don't get the Rona, baby. Intro. Welcome to another episode of the Pat Down. Uh, We're talking about me.
So stay tuned after the music so you can hear about me. (laughs) Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of The Pat Down. Make sure you check out my website at misspatcomedy.com for all of my social media, my tour dates, my book. Make sure you spread the word about my podcast. Please rate and review. Please rate and review and share. Thank y'all so much, y'all. I've been Miss Pat.